0: Hi, I'm Mara Webster with InCreative Company, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Jess Bush to talk all about Star Trek Strange New Worlds, and I was really interested in a lot of the research that you did for this role because it wasn't just a case of going back and, and looking at old episodes and, and looking at who this character was in, in that iteration at a different point in life, but mm-hmm. also elements like reading nursing memoirs and, and what that brought to the character as well, and so what were a lot of the different spaces that you looked to in terms of research to draw into the character development? process uh
1: yeah so I mean the first point of call was catching up on as much Star Trek as possible because honestly Star Trek I was aware of it but I wasn't aware of just how influential it was really until I really engaged with it um, so that was first then researching into Majel's performance and also just like her her like the way that she came into the mix too I think I thought was really interesting like she kind of like snuck her way back in you know like put on a new head and was like, I'm back. And I'm I really love that <laughs> um, energy for her. Um, uh, so there was that, it was my like baseline research. And then I, as you said, i researched some, I read some nursing memoirs to kind of get a, a feel for the, what like the people that are drawn to that extremely challenging career, like what are their values? Like what keeps them there? Why do they love it? You know, like, so that was really important for me to read into. Um, and I mean, it's it's ongoing. Like, there's still, there's always more. There's always different perspectives because, you know, it's a it's a fictional setup, and so nothing that exists in our reality really fully services it. So there's just elements of all these different things. Like, I've been um, uh, reading into like uh, like medivac and combat medic material and that's actually I found that really um speaks to the role because you know we're going to foreign places we're dealing with species that we don't know what their makeup is we're under the pump it's really urgent we don't have what we need like it's it's actually quite applicable um that that uh side of medicine actually really applies so that's really cool to find um but yeah it's ongoing there's there's always there's always more to do
0: yeah, no, that is really interesting what you were just saying about that being a space that, that brought a lot of information and knowledge. And, and even going back to the point that you were making just before with, with people in the medical field of it's such a challenging position and like what brought you there and you, and there's. So you know, kind of like a certain demeanor that you have to be able to have with people under immense pressure, you know, and mm-hmm. we see that for your character as well. And mm-hmm. so when you were trying to answer that question in general, mm-hmm. how did you land upon the answers for your character of like, what is it that that really drove her to this place? What, what is it that she wants to fulfill within herself? And what is it that she loves about the pressure and the tension that comes from that, but the necessity for calmness in her demeanor?
1: Yeah, well, do you mean like, what did I gather from my research? yeah. I think that in nursing, it seems that people that are drawn to it, they just, they're led so strongly by their heart and their dedication to the wellness of others that it's almost self-sacrificing. It's like, it's more important than anything in the world, you know? Um, And I think like that played a lot into the very beginning of my character development was like, what at her core drives her. And I think it, for me, like my process is very physical. Like, fi- I find the truth of intellectual things and ideas in my body. And so, actually, finding that, like, physically leading with her heart, you know, that's where she walks from. That's where all her decisions are made from. So, yeah, I think that just dis- from my research, that was distilled. Like, there's just a real guttural drive to help others.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and with you bringing that up as well it does feel like she's someone who's just so driven by, by people, you know. first and foremost over everything else, that's the most important thing. And it's, yeah. it's not about what's the right thing to do in terms of the larger scope, it's what's the right thing to do for the person standing right in front of me. Um, and given that so much of it is about those close interactions where people are coming to the sick bay on the, on the ship, how did that inform the way that you wanted to shape a lot of those sorts of interactions and the dynamic that you created with the other characters in the show?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, a lot of, a lot of what you see is shaped by what the writers do to like push us together, pull us apart, the situations they put us in. But um, I think like my approach to that, as I mentioned, is very physical. So I, which I think is really important for her as a character because her moral like to be driven by morality, I think for me means that your moral compass is planted in your chest, not in your head, you know, like that's, where your decisions come from first and so when I read the material I read it with that first I read that I read the material with my heart first and see where it lands in my body and like what information I can kind of glean for that from that and then like deepen my research from uh, deep in my discovery from there and then when it's when it's up on its feet on set it's it's literally the same like it's kind of the same process where like I reach with my heart for other people's hearts, like the other characters, you know, like that's a physical process. And it's, I think I keep it physical because I think number one, that works for the character. That's who she is, but also on a craft level, it protects the immediacy of the work. It keeps it alive um, for me. And uh, yeah, I think that, that reaching heart into other people's hearts, I mean, that kind of translates to like, Hearts first, lives first, people first, you know, like that's kind of how it reads, I guess. Um,
0: Yeah. It it does read that way, you know, and you're bringing up there the idea of the morality of the character as well. Um, And I wanted to ask you a little bit about how you went about understanding and and shaping what her morality and and what that set of rules is that she's constructed for herself as a person. Because, you know, again, it feels like that's kind of where she leads from more than rules and regulations. It's what Mm -hmm. do I think is the right thing to do? Not what am I being told is the right thing to do?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look, I think it was kind of organic. I mean, partially, you know, we're in the development with um, the showrunners when we first kind of sat down, we're like, who do we want her to be? You know, like we've got this, We've got this uh, skeleton, we've got someone, a reference point, but also we can make her new, like, who is she in the 21st century or the 23rd century? Um, so the idea that the guys kind of gave to me, the showrunners, was like, this is, like, you can kind of imagine her backstory if you like. Our idea is that she grew up on a scientific commune, so do with that, what, like, she grew up in that environment, and I think, for, for me, like, that already planted a seed for how her morality would develop because if you're growing up in a commune, like you are, you're gonna have a certain type of set of values that are like, maybe not as conservative and um, structured as other areas of society might like. And so, yeah, I think that's kind of where that started from.
0: I love, I love that detail and that completely makes sense in the way that you're describing it. And, and with the fact that you were talking there as well about conversations that you were having with the showrunners and really figuring out who is this character going to be, Um, you know, it sounds like from the way that you've described that before is that it was having conversations, you know, talking about some of those details, but even just when they're like, this is where we think she grew up, but do with that what you will, there was a lot of autonomy and freedom in creating a character. And what's, what's like the different landscape that that builds for you as an actor, when you know that you have that autonomy over character, you know, that you have freedom to try different things in that way and to really imagine the landscape.
1: I mean, it was so new for me, like this, I mean, this project is bigger than anything I've ever done before. So, you know, everything's kind of new, but <laughs> um, like, I've never had that much say, you know, like often with roles, they're like, this is who you are. This is what you look like. Feel that. And like, that's our job. And you're like, okay, cool. And you have like a little bit of freedom within that, but coming to Star Trek, they like, they were really like, how do you want to look? Do you have tattoos? Why? Uh, do you like you know it was very like what does she wear why does she wear that you know how does she move and um it was really exciting I mean I think at first I was like I don't know how to I don't know how to grow into this freedom <laughs> you know but um it's been really cool and I think um there's also been there's just been they just put so much trust in us and it was much more like in the beginning you know in the first few episodes and um I think it's it's a process of them responding to each other. The writers and the actors are like, oh, this is where you're going and we can write you more of this stuff because we can see that kind of naturally happening for you. And it's really cool. It, it just allows for a constant deepening,
0: I think. Do you feel like with with the writers kind of feeding back off what you were doing with the character, are there particular traits or characteristics or aspects of character that you felt coming more to the foreground in the writing as the scripts went further into the season?
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's season two big time. I mean, I can't, I can't really (laughs) say much. (laughs) I can't really say much about season one either, but it was, yeah, it's been really cool to see a little bit of that in season one. And then I think after, like Chapel has just taken a turn in season two, like there's just a whole other world for her, which I am so excited about. It's been so infinitely challenging and exciting and, yeah, it's a really cool process. I've never I've never had this dynamic with a creative team before on in as an actor, like having that really responsive and playful collaboration.
0: That's really amazing to hear. And you know. Also when talking about the physical aspects of character as well, you know, Star Trek is a world that, that comes up with these very visually strong looks for characters and, and with Chapel, that's no exception from you know the full white costume to how she wearing her hair and, and all of those yeah. sorts of detailings. And um, what was a lot of the collaboration when you were coming in for those hair and makeup tests like trying on different costumes and, and everybody kind of collectively coming together to figure out what the visual style of this character needed to be?
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, they kind of gave it to me first. They were like, what do you think? And then, so like, we had a couple of like, they were like, do you want to wear a tunic? Like, does she wear a dress? Does she wear a bodysuit? I was like, no, I don't think she wears a dress. I think she's like ready for action. I think she's like, you know, she's agile. She's (laughs) nothing's falling out anywhere. Like, um, and they're like, cool, we can make that for you. Um, and then they had a couple of color options and I put in my two cents and, um, Basically, I put forward what I like, they decide out of like, there'd be a few options and they're like, this is okay, this isn't, but it's, it's, it was kind of led by us in the first place, which is really cool. Um, And somehow just, I don't know, I don't think it was like uh, pre-planned, but like, I just look like a white, a big fluorescent tube light, like everything's just like bright and reflective. I'm like, that wasn't a plan that just kind of came together that way and great. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And obviously, whenever you're coming into creating a new show, you know, with all these elements that you're talking about, a lot of it is starting from the ground up, building the foundation and then being able to grow upon that. And that also comes down to what the collaboration looks like when you're working with everybody mm. in figure- and also figuring out like the tone of the show. And, and did you find that because you already knew the world because you've done that research and obviously it's building off a real foundation and, and history, um, did that inform kind of the collaboration that everybody created and trying to figure out what is the specific voice of this show going to be? Mm -hmm. what is our approach going to be in working with one another
1: yeah I mean look and the start of season one it was really interesting because we were deep in COVID and none of the writers could be on set like we were kind of operating on our own in this new cast with all these new people and like finding our way and um obviously there was a lot of conversations had and um and it's come together really well which we're all just like this isn't incredible like I think we're just like happened upon this like real gem it's incredible I think the um it's really yeah it's been really cool to like we're just kind of inside this thing making it and then to see now I mean it took a year for the first season to come out like it didn't come out until halfway through shooting season two so to actually see how it's all come together and being like wow okay I get it now (laughs) that's really cool um but in regards to being on set and like the work tonally like it's a, it's a really like, I feel like Star Trek is such a specific and like potent world. Like, it's so rich um, that the collaborative process on set is really cool. Like, it's, it's really like the world that we're working in is so vast and like fantastical and um, expansive, but we're working on TV time. So, like, it's fast. We don't rehearse until we get there, until the day. We rehearse once, and so we kind of just have to rock up and be really flexible and really experiment in the blocking stages. And um, but there's also like there's so many moving parts that need to be discussed before action. You know, like being really particular to stay true to the canon and making sure that all the pronunciations are right uh, are right for the different languages that are spoken and. Being really specific about like these completely imagined circumstances and you know like this we're in a big green screen room and like there's very specific things happening and um we have a new director every episode and they have a creative vision and so there's all this there's a, quite a lot of discussion that happens we all sit down like really not out what's going on and consult with the writers before we actually go to camera which is yeah. really cool yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, since since you're already kind of deep into the throes of season two, is there a real shorthand that's developed amongst everybody now where, you know, at the beginning maybe we'd have a conversation about this thing, but now we just kind of come in and we, we know our characters, we know each other's characters, we know what this dynamic is?
1: I think in a certain way, yes. Like, I mean, we're all much more familiar with our characters and more um, allows us to kind of relax and relax into things a little more, you know, like, but there's still always questions. There's still like always things that are unfamiliar um which I think is part of why it's so fresh and always and will be for a really long time you know like we're always going to be on our toes there's always we're always walking into a place that we've never seen before and talking to people we don't know where they're from you know it's it's always new it's always unknown
0: I love that. And, and in terms of your character as well, I wanted to talk a little bit about her sense of humor, because mm. I, I love the wit that is there in the delivery. And I know that that's also something that looking at the original version of the character was something that was really important to pull over, that that was an element that you were just like, that really grounds this character. It's so much part of who she is, and it's important mm. to make sure that that's reflected Um yes. And so how did you determine what is that specific delivery and style of comedy that she's going to have as a character? Because, again, that's something that I imagine as you kind of fell into that, that the writers can then write yeah. to you exactly how you're delivering those lines.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Majel's performance as Chapel, I think her, like, dry wit was probably the biggest takeaway, like, the biggest thing that I just still was, like, wow, that's definitely who she is. And so I kind of wanted to reverse engineer her and be like who was this younger woman you know what what was she like when she was a bit younger and a bit more maybe bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and 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 hungry you know for I think she's really hungry for experience she's insatiably curious I think and I wanted that to kind of be evident in the way that she plays with people like that's how she that's how she connects you know like she's she's quite flirtatious in the way that she interacts with people and it's not always a sexual way it's just how she like gets closer you know um and I think I think Chapel she is really no bullshit and I think she wants that for other people too like she just wants people to be a bit more honest with who they are and I think that her particular style of humor is a tool for that to kind of just like ruffle people's feathers and like catch a glimpse of who they really are and like show them too you know like just catching them off guard being like yeah I see you (laughs)
0: I mean that also very much carries over into into her bedside demeanor where Mm. it is very straightforward very brutally honest and at the same time like peppered with just enough humor that it's it's not taken in the wrong way (laughs) um you know was was that something that you found quite early on you know the very first time that she's treating anyone and and she's kind of giving them the sedation and she's getting questions about it you know because again it's just like she comes back with a cheeky joke but also very factual information it's just kind of like this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it and that's how it's going to be
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, kind of circling back to the kind of uh, like field medic vibe, you know, like I think it's kind of, that kind of came about organically, I think as well. It wasn't really um, an intellectual decision. It was more like, you know, you know how uh, in like how soldiers interact with each other, like they just have to, to be able to deal with like really terrible circumstances. You have to just find the dark humor in it otherwise you just your brain will break like you just can't so i think there's an element of that like the stuff that goes down in our stories is usually very urgent very life-threatening like and so it's just her way of like delivering hard things (laughs) like making everybody feel safe but also aware of what's happening um and she's just blunt and i think that's that kind of just mixed together to make this kind of what you're talking about that
0: yeah no one no one's coming to her for a preventative flu shot it's (laughs) 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 yeah exactly I mean, that also adds another element to your performance because there's also a real undercurrent with like, what does it take to kind of hold that sort of pressure, hold that sort of tension underneath the surface? Mm-hmm. You know, when there's, when there's an instance where everybody on the ship is starting to contract the same thing and get sick and at first they can't figure out what it is and how it's spreading. And at first it was just people that stepped into the space and and now all of a sudden someone who didn't even leave the ship has it, you know, what does that mean? And there's no part of her that can allow any sort of doubt or questioning in that moment as well. And so were there elements of the undercurrent of the character in that regard and the things that she has to really hold inside that were just as important as the external delivery for you?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's what reality is, you know, that's Mm -hmm. what we're all working with. There's always something going on underneath and something that we outwardly project. But, um, yeah, for me, I mean, again, it's I've physicalized that process. Mm -hmm. um, so for instance, just to like use an example, that's not gonna spoil anything, try and like, you know, an illness that's broken out. So if I make a decision that in Chapel's past something, she was uh, required to help a group of people that were attacked in like a deadly bombing or something. And, and she had to hand, physically handle dead bodies say and that experience like when you experience something like that the memory of it is stored in you physically and it and it, it ch- stays with you and it changes how you move through the world and how and from that how you see how you receive information and so like say she had to deal with this deadly bombing i would store the horror of that and the grief of that in her arms and maybe her thighs because she had to use those to lift and carry people and the fear of that situation may be in her spine and so like that exists and so when you're in a parallel situation on the enterprise in present day like those centers are triggered by what's going on but then she has the uh you know the reaching heart that she's like she needs to help people so like that energy is there and those two opposing, opposing like emotional movements. Are in conflict and generate like the way that she moves to the world and like you know the, the heart is hitting against what's going on inside and shapes the unique way that she uh behaves in those situations
0: mm-hmm. and and that also speaks to the fact that she's also a character who it feels like tries to not really show her vulnerabilities to other people and especially at the beginning um, and and i don't know if you can kind of speak to this that specifically yet because it sounds like there's there's more elements of being able to see her vulnerability as the season progresses but I was interested in in how you saw that manifesting and what it looks like in her as a character and especially because that is a side that it feels like she's trying to kind of suppress as well and keep underneath Mm -hmm. the surface Mm -hmm.
1: so for me that means that she's actually again i mean it's it's- it's it's it might might sound repetitive, but it's it's always physical. I always bring it back to the physical for me because it makes it alive um but for me, that translated to um like I work with my coaches who speak in the same language as i do um that she has like the core of her heart is like so vulnerable and so inward and and um uh fragile and she has and it's only for her and then the, the exterior of her heart is always reaching outwards to help as a way to like cover that you know like to run away kind of from
0: that vulnerability um yeah yeah and you were also bringing up before like just this insatiable hunger that mm-hmm. she has to kind of learn more and and do more and and she's a very proactive character mm-hmm. and I was interested if that is is kind of, what comes behind finding that line and that balance of she has a real confidence in herself and her abilities, you know, when she, figures out the solution to something it's like yeah I know I'm really good at this and I knew that I would get there even mm-hmm. if I wasn't sure how at the beginning mm-hmm. um, and I love that exploration of, of confidence and being comfortable exerting that and telling other people that mm-hmm. but yet it never feels cocky because it comes from such a place of passion like she's so mm-hmm. excited whenever she solves a problem and so by having it always coming from that place of an insatiable hunger and curiosity for learning more mm-hmm. you know and, and passion did that help you to find that balance of, of confidence without cockiness
1: yeah I think with Chapel, like I love that she is confident and willing to try and fail and I think yeah what I like about her is that she's kind of really accepting of herself like she's she's good she knows what she's good at but she also knows that she's fallible and she knows that she's goofy and she knows that she doesn't always have the answers and she's also really comfortable with that too. And I think, I think I would really like, I would really like for Chapel to be a role model for young women in that respect in this, in like the more like the self-acceptance element of it, you know, like, because she, because she fully trusts herself no matter what, even though she knows she's hasn't got all the answers, that it enables her to kind of, always move from a place of being open-minded and kind to people, you know? Like through, by having so much self-trust and self-respect, no matter what, that allows her to be like a really lovely person.
0: It is. And, and I love that idea of, of that being the real aspect of her that becomes a role model and, and going back to what you were saying earlier about this being the first time that you've had this sort of dynamic and creative freedom with a character, this sort of relationship with a, a lot of your collaborators, you know, but also spending this much time with a character Mm -hmm. you know there's so many other elements to what it takes to build that arc to keep finding new things to be Mm -hmm. discovering new details about them and folding into your performance and so what have been what have been some of the the interesting challenges that you've really enjoyed about that
1: Ooh, I mean I feel like just the the nature of the show like the nature of the show being um episodic and literally every episode is a different genre and for me like that is just it allows for so much discovery it can really find different elements of the character through that by examining them through a lens of horror and a lens of comedy and you know like so much becomes so much just kind of comes out naturally um and it's just like a a boot camp for an actor you know like moving between those different genres every week and um, has been delightfully challenging and illuminating.
0: Well, I I look forward to seeing all the rest of of the first season and, and everything that you're working on now for season two. Thank you so much, Jess. It's been so interesting hearing all about it.
1: Oh, it's been great to chat. Thank you so much.